Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. While there are no perfect marriages, there is always room for us to grow to be the best spouse we can be. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Jo and your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about sex and intimacy, communication and conflict, and so much more. We hope you keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper, and stronger in your marriage. Today on our Intimacy Matters series, we talk about sex through the seasons, how to ensure sexual intimacy and fulfillment regardless of the life stage we are in. And joining us today is a special guest, none other than my husband, Gary. Yay, that's me. <laughs> Gary is a journalism and communications major who defected from the advertising and IT industries to spend the larger part of his career doing pastoral work and counselling. Today, he is a family coach and trainer and in his free time and accidental relationship coach on social media. Well, today's content is intended for a mature audience, so listener discretion is advised. So husbands and wives listening in, you may want to direct the attention of your young children elsewhere. Well, Gary, it's been said that when you start out, sex is thrice weekly, that's three times per week. Then as life gets busy and things become run of the mill, the couple tries weekly to do it at least once a week. And finally, in their later years, when they are old and tired, the couple tries weekly with whatever strength they have left. How true is this? I like to declare that I'm in the first category. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I would like to say three times weekly, but I'll be kidding myself. And my wife is just giving me the death glare now and like telling the truth. Lah. Okay, <laughs> you know, we, we all start out with this idea like, oh, it's going to be often, it's going to be spontaneous, it's going to be magical. But when the reality of life um, hits, <laughs> the busyness and what goes on on the daily living, those things definitely change. And the whole aspect of sex and how we approach sex uh, with different seasons of life, the frequency changes, the expectation changes. And, you know, when you're on your honeymoon, you expect like nightly or every other night uh, these things to happen. For couples, we always encourage couples when it comes to sex. You know, in your honeymoon, it's okay to fail. It's okay things don't turn out the way you expected it to turn out from watching from some movie, some program somewhere. No fireworks, no funfair, even if it fails, it's okay because you have that lifelong journey to discover. How was the first night, Gary? Because I think, I think for, we, we for, thought we had a very unusual first yeah, night. Yeah, because the first night we were just counting the ang pao money and <laughs> we said, wow, we've never seen so much cash in our lives, you know, and uh, we just wanted to count and by the time we finished counting, you know, it was evening, we were just tired and we just went down uh, from the hotel to the downstairs restaurant and had a meal, went home and uh, I think we fell asleep. You know, that was our first, and some people will say, Hey, that's bad luck, no, you never had sexual intercourse with your wife on your first night. You know, some tradition will say that, but I'm quite sure that doesn't apply to me. And we found <laughs> that we are not the only couple that yeah. has experienced <laughs> I don't know if they count money or they, but it's tiring because of all the ceremony we have to go through for the first day and greeting guests, saying hello, greeting people. You have no idea who they are coming to your wedding, but that's on the wedding day itself. Yeah, that's why we always encourage go for your honeymoon where you can get away from everything, your family, and just spend time 
together. But the relationship is more than honeymoon because honeymoon can be one or two weeks, but what's what happens after that that is key. So talk us through the seasons of life and how that affects the couple sex life. I think first of all, we've been talking about having the expectations and uh, discussing what's really workable. But the key, I think we was mentioned previously about being intentional, putting it in your schedule, uh, when sex should take place, put it in your calendar because it's not going to be spontaneous for most part of your life. In the initial stages of your relationship, sex is going to be a little more frequent because that special moment. But once your work kicks in again, you get into a whole routine of other things, um, that reduces. And it's natural, it's not that there's something wrong with relationship or not that it's not important because there are other factors mm. in the relationship and in a mature relationship, it's not just about sex alone. It's about communication, it's about building, it's about getting to know each other. Mm. And I know, I think when you're expecting, the sexual desire <laughs> it diminishes even more. I'm pregnant, I'm having a child. How can you think about having uh, sexual intercourse at this time? You know, it's not priority. Well, I suppose especially if wife is having a really difficult pregnancy, right? I mean, if she's throwing up <laughs> every other minute yeah. in the morning, I mean, this is the last thing that's on her mind. Mm. So for the husband, because we don't have a baby within us, our body's still the same, uh, we equate that. Because I'm still having these desires, how come my wife is not having any desire for me? But rather than think like she doesn't love me, it's just knowing that it's this stage of life, chemicals change, hormones change, and the focus will begin to shift for a season. And I still remember asking the guy, Ni, how soon after giving birth can we have sex again? I can't remember how long, and I went, ha, so long. <laughs> uh, because there's something husband's desire in the relationship, the intimacy, the sex. Well, the wife's body just went through lots of trauma. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, so husband will be waiting for the day when baby is finally out. <laughs> um, it is different. I think to know that my wife's desire for sex does change, especially when she has a child, when the body changes, and not get frustrated about it, but learn to cherish that this is part of the journey of a relationship with your partner. Not only that, I mean, having a child is one thing, but even, even if you don't have a child, uh, because of now we're also mobile, work, travel, um, all these things disrupt our schedules as well. If the person is a night person or you're a day person, you need to figure out like what will work, what, what time fits, uh, I know for us, I'm definitely a morning person. I'm out usually by 9.30 at 10 o'clock. I'm just so tired to do anything while I know you stay up late and you can't get up in the morning. So we just needed to figure out what will best work for us so that it's still plotted in our schedule and what intimacy will look like for us. A lifetime of love and romance requires intentional effort and attention. Yet in times of busyness and with overwhelming priorities to tend to, our marriages can often take a back seat. No matter the state of your relationship today, we want to help you and your spouse thrive. Check out Connect2, featuring specially created experiences and resources, our favourite selection of articles, top hits on our podcast, date ideas, conversation starters and more to address the issues that are keeping you and your spouse apart and to help you rekindle the joy of pursuing one another. Visit www.family.org.sg connect to today. So what can couples really do to keep the sex life going? Even, you know, when the kids seem to be running or ruining the, the household schedule. Yeah, how do we keep sex life exciting um, when 
the children are maybe grown and they leave home. Maybe that's actually a good time, right? Because we've got more time for ourselves. Yeah, but at the time also you may be too tired for anything. So <laughs> the sex drive may go down a little. But I think when we break the habit of, because we're all creatures of habit, we're so used to doing certain things certain ways and we expect the same thing to happen weekly. But it doesn't happen that way because all these changes take place. Remember, physically we are what we call growing tired, growing older. So the hormones change, the desires change. But if we can keep adapting, keep changing and creating new routines, I think that's when our sex life still thrives rather than diminishes. What would be some of these routines or habits that we might need to have? I think the same thing like we mentioned earlier, just putting in the schedule. Mm. Uh, first of all, let's say for a couple, maybe Sunday night and then communicating, you know, and then preparing towards that that's part of the uh, creating routines that will work rather than removing all routines. I think when we begin to ask what you desire, how would you like to have that intimacy together, the intimate moments together, keep talking, keep discussing because you realize that, okay, at this time, this season of life, this doesn't pleasure me anymore, or this mm -hmm. doesn't satisfy me. You can then discuss and explore together. I mean, you have this lifelong journey. Discover what appeals to each other. Mm. Uh, so being creative, being fun sometimes, maybe you just need to keep it fresh. Sometimes it could be a quick passionate love, you know, just a quickie. Mm. And then that's it, rather than we need to have that routine, we need to prepare, atmosphere, and you know, all those things. Sometimes it could be just fun and playful sex. Mm. Uh, and then sometimes it could be just long and sensuous sex. So being creative and thinking about it. Um, rather than just a typical regular routine, this is how it happens. Your favorite song. Just <laughs> surprise each other. I think that's when we have fun together in the relationship. It's true, it's true. And all these things take some effort, doesn't it? So actually, you know, it's really not just about like sexual techniques per se, but learning to create, almost like create the atmosphere for great sex to happen and changing that up every now and then so it doesn't get boring. Yep. Remember, you have a lifetime to enjoy each other's. Don't expect it to happen in the first year, five years, ten years. If your marriage is a lifetime, then you have this whole lifetime to explore, to learn, to try. Don't be fixed in a certain technique, certain way, and then that becomes boring. And maybe this is why the research shows that the best sex is actually that within marriage, because it gives us that safe platform to take a longer term, bigger picture view of our married sex life, to be able to work on it without feeling the pressure to perform, <laughs> to always be reassured that whether or not that sexual intimacy session is the best ever, it's not going to change just in that one session mm -hmm. the way our spouse feels yeah, about right. us. One night's failure doesn't mean you always have failed sex. That's why I said it's okay just to laugh when things don't quite work out, when maybe both didn't reach climax or one person didn't reach climax. It's okay, there's nothing wrong with you. It is normal, it is part of that relationship and you have that journey to explore together and find out what works. And that really takes, I think, the pressure off whatever life stage or season of life. Sometimes it may not be a life stage, but it could be a period of time where maybe one spouse is I don't know, uh, undergoing an injury or illness. I know mm -hmm. at one part of time, I was crippled, immobilized for a period of time. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if we change it up, right, it can actually be quite fun. Funny? Fun? <laughs> <laughs> fun for the husband? <laughs> I don't know whether it's fun for the wife. <laughs> well, it, 
was enjoyable. I think that's the most important thing, right? Mm. Okay, so in each podcast, we do address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. And today's question is this. My spouse doesn't seem to turn me on anymore and the old feelings are gone. Is this just the way things are as you grow older in a marriage? Love has to mature. The newfound infatuation that puppy love or the, the love that you had in the beginning of your relationship evolves. So it's no longer like when you're in the initial stage when I see you, oh, my heart moves, you know, heart beats mm. faster, my eyes like become watery. You know, if I have the same feeling now, I'll be quite panicky or thinking I'm having a heart attack, you know, it's like, well, why is my heart functioning this way? Why is that? It's because my love for you, for my spouse has matured and mm. those things that felt tingling in the beginning, those little sayings, ooh, uh, it's evolved and now it's stable and strong. And do I care for my wife? I may not have those tingling feelings, but I think my love for you is a lot better today because mm-hmm. it's mature love rather than just a young, immature love. And I hear from you that it's not something that we feel that is out of control. We can't determine the way our marriage goes. Love is actually something we can work on. Mm-hmm. If this person is asking, how do we rekindle those old feelings or is it just gone and gone forever? It sounds like we can reinvigorate some of that love, that lovely feeling. Yeah, Dr. Greg Smalley suggests making a cherished list of everything you do. You know, everything you find valuable about spouse, if you just list them mm. down, and right, sometimes we just need to remember what is it that, that I was attracted to? What is it that I find special, admirable in my spouse? And then thinking and then sharing with each other, just to affirm each other that the love uh, we have for one another is rekindling that flame, that passion that may have slowly dwindled away. Mm-hmm. But if you feel, if you ever find old feelings are gone, then how do we cultivate? How do we create? So it's being intentional and finding resources, reading material, go to the Focus on the Family website, find the books that you can have for building a relationship. Mm-hmm. So don't ever feel like, oh, that's it, that's the end. It's never the end. Keep learning, keep growing, keep finding resources that will help. And I do know that on an earlier episode on sex exciting love, we did talk about uh, some ideas or tips for how you can reinvigorate that romance and that sexual excitement in your marriage. And of course, uh, it sounds like as a couple, as husband and wife, we begin to turn our focus towards meeting our spouse's sexual needs or needs for intimacy rather than just focusing on our own we may actually find our own feelings for our husband or wife rekindled. So the ultimate goal of a married couple's sex life is, I guess, true oneness. Mm -hmm. When we know our spouse better and connect deeper in that uh, mature love, as you said, Gary, that is truly intimacy and what we call genuine love. Okay, so today's couple challenge, if you're listening to this with your spouse, why don't you take an extra five minutes at the end of this episode to share with each other one new thing you will try in your lovemaking in an intentional way. For more marriage resources, you can visit our website at www.family.org.sg and follow us on Facebook and Instagram for helpful family life resources. If you do have a question on marriage, such as the one we addressed today, you can message us on social media. And thank you for tuning in. Do follow and subscribe to the Connect2 podcast. And we want to thank Gary. For the rest of you, have a great week with your spouse.